What's up, Brenner Nation? Tucker Don, well, welcome you back to the Snap Podcast. Brand new year 2022, and for our first episode of the new year, we have on Coach Fred Dunlap. Uh, I intro him and his background in in the interview, but uh, it was it was such a great time to have Coach on. Uh, Coach Coach is 94 and and hasn't hasn't skipped a beat at all. He is extremely sharp mentally, uh, remembers things, a very, very, very good, uh, conversationalist, and, and I just had a great time that I want to thank him for coming on, and, and here's Coach Fred Dunlap, uh, and followed by that will be an update on the current status of Colgate football. Go Gate, and here's Coach Dunlap. Okay, Ritter Nation, uh, we have, a, we have a very special guest on this week, first edition of the new year with, uh, Coach Fred Dunlap, a uh, coach, uh, coached here and played here. Actually, pl- played here uh, and graduated in nineteen fifty. C- coached here and was the athletic director uh, from nineteen seventy six to nineteen ninety two, and then was an assistant coach for Coach Biddle in nineteen ninety six and nineteen ninety seven. Uh, yes, thanks, Coach. Thank you for coming on. Great to have you, Tucker. Nice to be with you. Of course. And then, uh, Coach, let's. Uh, Let's talk about before you were a head coach here. About thirty years before you were, uh, you played here. Talk about uh, your experience here and and how uh, college football was so different when when you played. Well, uh, I when I came to Colgate, it was a very small men's school. Mm-hmm. Had about nine hundred students, and uh, and uh, we had a, a, a program. Of course, we was not too different from what it is now. We uh, played, a, uh, played a little bit of schedule over our heads, mm-hmm. uh, played up played places like Syracuse and Penn State and people like that on our schedule, and uh, plus Ivy League schools mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, some uh, Lehigh's and Lafayette's. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a similar schedule to what, what you're playing now, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why when I came back I tried to uh, emulate that yeah and, exactly and, uh-huh. and have the program run that way mm-hmm. and then after after you were coach you said uh before we started recording you went uh you went into the army so I, I, well yes what was that decision uh, well, like for I, you? I graduated in 1950 and about two weeks uh later uh we got into the korean war mm-hmm. and so uh, i was 1a in the draft and uh i did get a, a job uh coaching and uh, teaching for a few months, but it was very difficult to get a job because mm-hmm. being 1A, I, I was, uh, uh, people knew that I was going to be going away, exactly. so I did. I left for the Army uh, right after Thanksgiving, and uh, and I was in the Army for, oh, three years and nine months. I got okay. out in, uh, in August of 1955. Mm-hmm. And I went back to the uh, same teaching job that I had in Hudson, New York. Okay. I, was, I was assistant football coach, and I was algebra and math teacher. And uh, uh, so they, that's that's cut the route mm-hmm. that I went. And uh, I had a meeting with a principal, and he asked me what my college or what my long range plans were. And I said I wanted to be a college coach. And he so was very honest, and so he. he Suggestion, he said, I want to recommend then that you get into college mm-hmm. as fast as exactly. you can. And uh, I got in 
by way of coming back to Colgate and being a graduate assistant and going to graduate school. Nice. And uh, yeah, so I came back here in 1955, and I he would, and, uh, I didn't complete my master's. I took, you know, courses toward it, but I got a job at the University of Buffalo, a full-time mm -hmm. job. So I got into college coaching yep. for the fit 1956 mm -hmm. yeah. season. So and then, uh, where did your like goal? goal of coaching come from and like and like your dream like how did you know that you wanted to be a coach in college uh you know uh tucker that's uh it's uh, uh i i always i kind of wanted to be a coach but it wasn't my only plan uh but uh when i was a young guy like you as a football player why we used to sit around and second guess our coaches mm -hmm. and, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and uh would uh would say if if geez if i was a coach i would do it this way or i would do it that way and one thing or another we we uh, uh my buddies and i and a, and a couple of them did go into coaching just like i did and uh but we we used to talk about about, about it and so mm -hmm. forth so we had these things on our mind <laughs> so when I when I got a chance and I got out and uh, uh, I did just that and uh, I didn't have any children and uh, uh, come out of the army I was married but uh, uh, my wife and I didn't have children so we uh, she, she was game for it mm -hmm. so we went and went after it yeah okay and uh, uh, so you brought up uh, coaching at uh, Buffalo and then and then you were at uh, Cornell and Lehigh, and then Colgate, obviously. So, what, like, in in general, what was different and similar between all four of those places, and and how did each experience well transition into the next? The the uh, the job at the University of Buffalo, <clears throat> um, I was fortunate to get uh, because the head coach was a Colgate man, and was the freshman coach when I was in in college. So. Mm -hmm. And uh, we it was a small staff, uh, and uh, one of the other two assistants was a teammate of mine. Okay. And uh, so uh, we, you know, that's kind of the way I, I got into it and, uh, and, and learned from there. And the University of Buffalo was a, uh, uh, when I went, was a Division three program. And uh, we went from Division Three to Division One while I was there. It mm -hmm. was one where we were improving the schedule all the way along, and uh, and uh, built it into a bigger program. And uh, um, <clears throat> so that was the uh, the attraction uh, at Buffalo, uh, and and it was a, a real rewarding experience because uh, I was given a lot of responsibility, and and I was working with people that I knew. And so forth, and then mm -hmm. I went to Cornell, and uh, at Cornell I was uh, went as a defensive backfield coach, and uh, then after a, two years I was made the uh, defensive coordinator, and I coached the D line and the linebackers, and, uh, and got more experience and uh, and a bigger position, and from that I got my head coaching job. At at Lehigh. Lehigh. Okay. Yeah, my first head coaching job was 1965 at Lehigh University. Yeah. Transition about uh, ten years forward uh, uh, to Colgate. You were your first uh, two seasons. You were you started off eight and two, 
and uh, tenant one, how important was that for you and your staff to show that that uh that you could do well at your alma mater and everything? Well, it was a uh, it was a, <clears throat> exciting and rewarding. Uh, it, it, Tucker, uh, I had played Colgate for oh uh, I think for about the previous eight years, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a lot of success against them, and. Uh, but they had a, um, I thought, I thought they always, they had good personnel. And uh, actually from recruiting, uh, they had a lot of kids that I had tried to recruit mm -hmm, yeah. that they got at Colgate. And uh, I really felt that they, that they were underachievers. Mm -hmm. um, I, the uh, previous coach was a, a very, I think a capable coach, a smart coach, and so forth, but something was lacking in the leadership of the program. They started the seasons off, <clears throat> several of them, in the, in the last four or five seasons, they started uh, and would be undefeated halfway through the season, but they would fall off fall at off. the end of the season, and uh, which is an indicator that uh, they kind of lost the kids. They were yep. they were they were good for quite a while. Then they kind of yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I really felt that uh, when I was offered the job that uh, that I could probably do a lot better than the previous guy did if I was able it's to maintain it. Exactly. If I was able to get the kind of kids that he mm -hmm. was able to get by so forth. So uh, oh he, he was loaded and. Uh, when I came here, and uh, so we we had almost instant success, and uh, yeah, first and so and so, so we went from there. But uh, but it was exciting coming back to my alma mater. And, yeah, for for sure. That's that's uh the best thing. Like, uh, coach, coach Costi, Obviously, he's loving it so yeah. far, being head coach, but also being an assistant the past fifteen or so years, and everything, and. Uh, you were talking about like seeing 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 that the leadership was lacking and and what would you describe as your as your uh, coaching style here at Colgate? <clears throat> uh, I I would say that uh, my strongest suit is my leadership ability. I uh, um, and I, I felt that I had a good hold on my players and uh, had a. A good cohesive program, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, I, uh, I I enjoyed coaching and enjoyed the players, and uh, and I think most of the players enjoyed being a part of the yeah. program. Yeah, I I I would say that <clears throat> yeah that that was my long suit was was working with kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I was uh, not a. Not a great recruiter, as Mark Murphy always said. Uh, Mark always said he was a heck of a coach, but a lousy recruiter. Because uh, I, I tried to recruit him to Lehigh, and he didn't come. But, he, but we beat him <laughs> every year. Uh -huh. We played him. And he always, he always said, <laughs> not much of a recruiter, but a good coach. <laughs> That's funny, but... Uh... Uh, one of one of like probably the biggest games that you've coached in was I think in in your first uh, couple years was on uh, uh, Thanksgiving against mm -hmm. Rutgers the famous yeah. blown call yeah. so talk about uh, your memories from yeah. that game. <clears throat> well, it was the uh, 
It was my first season, as a matter of fact. It was 1976. And uh, <clears throat> we were playing them on, uh, on a, uh, the end of the season, the last Saturday, uh, just before Thanksgiving. And uh, we were having a good season, and Rutgers was undefeated. Mm -hmm. And Rutgers, had, during that period of time, Rutgers had brought their program on. They, they were not always uh, playing the type of schedule uh, at, uh, previously. They were a little bit more like the Colgates and a little bit more like uh, the Ivies and mm -hmm. so forth. And, uh, but they had accelerated and they started playing people like Cincinnati and North Carolina State and people yeah. like that. And uh, so they were undefeated in that type of uh, schedule. And uh, we were, uh, I think we were uh, eight and two. No, no, eight and one, eight and one. We, we finished with two losses that season. Uh, so we were, I think, eight and two going into the, uh, uh, the last game. And uh, the uh, uh, on the Monday, Monday or Tuesday practice, uh, I had a call from their athletic director. I was both athletic director and football mm -hmm. coach. I had a call from them before practice, and uh, he said, uh, he said, geez, he said, I just had a call from ABC, and uh, they want to put us on on Thanksgiving night on national TV. And he said, uh, uh, and he said we'd have to change the date, but they want us to play it in the mm -hmm. Meadowlands, which was a brand new big yeah. stadium mm -hmm. at that time. And uh, so, you know, it was I said, wow, that's that's great. That'd be like a bowl game. And uh, you know, I knew uh, Fred Gruninger, the the AD. You know, we were good friends. We used to meet at conferences and so forth. So it was, you know, we had. And I said, geez, that's great. I said, well, I got practice. Then I, uh, I'll call the president and see if he can see me after practice so I can get this started mm -hmm. and so forth. So I, uh, the president uh, told, called him and uh, he said uh, he'd be down after practice and say, see me at the, uh, my office about 6 o'clock. And, uh, and I explained to him what the situation was and so forth. And he said, did you see the last two scores that Colgate had with Rutgers and... Uh, Rutgers had buried Colgate, mm -hmm. big, big, one side. I said, that'll never happen with us. New era. And uh, <clears throat> I said, we're a different team now, and uh, so forth. And uh, he said, well, he said, I'm just worried. I'm afraid that they would get national TV and they get ahead of us and they'll really, so forth. I said, don't worry about that. I said, we'll, we, we'll, I said, I can't guarantee a win, but I said, we'll play them head to head and I said it'll be a it'll be a good game and uh, so he said well if you you know he so he said okay so we went ahead with it and uh, we played them on uh, on Thanksgiving night which gave us a little more time to practice because we were scheduled to play the previous Saturday so we had a little more than a week and uh, you know how the weather is around here. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, we sure enough, we had snow and everything. So <clears throat> I took the kids down to uh, uh, Wilkesboro. Uh, I had a couple kids from that area, and I'm from that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew the coaches, and uh, they had an artificial turf stadium. Nice. And uh, we got a motel, and we practiced for two or three days down there. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, a nice setting, and you know the kids were, well, they were yeah. all excited, pumped up, playing <laughs> yeah, national we, TV. We were yeah, pumped up. It was it was really, 
it was a, it was a nice setting and so forth. And then we took took them on into into the Meadowlands and played the game. And uh, it was a very competitive game. And uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, we were leading. It was like a baseball game. The scores were, <laughs> it was like by one point it was I think uh, five to three. Or, yeah. <laughs> there were it was a safety and there was field goals and. So forth, but uh, uh, it was about. Um, I think we were ahead by a point, either ten to nine or something like that, at the point where um, we had a uh, uh, we forced uh, Rutgers to punt, and uh, <clears throat> we uh, blocked the punt, and the ball rolled all the way from uh, midfield where they were punting, all the way back inside their 10-yard line, mm -hmm. and, uh, and we recovered it. And uh, <clears throat> at that point, uh, 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 you know, we, there was a flag thrown, and the, uh, the ruling was that uh, uh, they called us for clipping, mm -hmm. and it was a free ball. Nobody yeah. can clip on a free exactly. ball. Exactly. So forth. Well, then they modified it and said it was unnecessary roughness, and uh, so forth. But uh, they uh, instead of our having the ball going in, mm -hmm. they brought it back to midfield and marched out fifteen yards, and they got it going in, so that they went and uh, scored, and uh, went ahead. And I think uh, maybe uh, I can't I can't recall the score, but the final score was somewhere like. Uh, uh, 19 to 18 or 19 mm -hmm. to 15 yeah. or somewhere in that r range. But uh, they went ahead and uh, uh, at that point. And then we came back and we marched down and uh, <clears throat> went in and scored again near the, in the fourth quarter. It went for two and didn't make it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but it, was a, it was a great game and it was memorable from everybody's standpoint. And uh, the thing that people remembered about it was that the uh, officials blew the call, mm -hmm. and uh, and it should have been reversed, and we should have had the ball going in inside their ten, and uh, it was uh, it was uh, it, we got national publicity. You know how and on Thanksgiving weekend, and then there's a Saturday's game, mm -hmm. and on Saturday's game, everybody's replaying the Colgate yeah. <laughs> stuff, showing the mistake the officials mm -hmm. made, and this, and this horrendous uh, thing. So we just got uh, a tremendous uh, publicity uh, out of the thing, and uh, and our team would handle themselves beautifully, and and so forth. So we actually, <clears throat> we I mean, we made a lot of friends on campus. Our, People, faculty, and everybody mm -hmm. were watching it. <laughs> so, but where we 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 could have had egg on our face, it really turned out to be a a, exactly. a, a good a good situation and public relations, even in, exactly. all, in mm -hmm. losing. See for sure. In in the uh, I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but we were opening with them the next season. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was just about to ask. <laughs> they know, came up here, right? Yeah, yeah. We had them here. And uh, like I said, they were going big time. Yep. And they're and the, the same AD was there, and he's calling me up, and he said, "Fred, can can I get you to to let us off our your game?" He said, "I have a chance to get Penn State in the Meadowlands as an opener." And I said, "I said, the guy's name was Fred Greninger." I said, "Fred, no way." I said, 
I said, uh, I owe this to the, <laughs> to the team and fans because we have you yeah. as an opener mm-hmm. and we just lost to you in a close, game. close mm-hmm. game and so forth. And so it got into the New York Times that, that, that they found out that uh, Rutgers was trying to move it. And, so, and we held them to it. So what, what they had to do, actually, was uh, play Penn State a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They played them in late August, like uh, the last, second, last day of August and so forth. And uh, we were able to go scout them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the next week they played us and came up here. And uh, we 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 uh, beat them pretty good up yeah. there. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. That yeah. must have been that must have been very oh, fulfilling was, and satisfying oh, to get your revenge, right? Uh, we never had that many people in a, in the stadium. We put in extra really? stands. Really? Yeah, we put end zone stands with everything, and and it was wall to wall people. I mean, there were people sitting around the field. Really? And, oh, it was it was beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> And only in only your second year as coach, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the first game of second year. I just want to get to picture you. Yeah, of course. It was just a tremendous crowd. I wish I had pictures to show you of it. Oh, um, oh the Red Raider back in those days. But uh, there's a, that kid is the captain of the wrestling team. Okay. <laughs> he rented a pony <laughs> locally around here somewhere and got himself all dressed in Indian. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And he was riding around the, <laughs> around the field on that pony there. Mm-hmm. And you could see the crowd around here. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> this is a different game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a Holy Cross game of that year. But uh, <clears throat> but he did this at our game, too. Yeah. It, uh, it was funny. But uh, it, it uh, we had a great crowd, and uh, and, we, and we played a great game. And mm-hmm. we, uh, it, was, uh, it was actually one-sided. I, 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 I can tell you the score, but actually, I have a press guide here. Press guide from, oh yeah. From back, this is from, that's from 87, but. but oh, great they, cover, Colgate 1987 press guide. Let's yeah, see. but they, when they, uh, they have records from all the. Yeah, I think I can find it here, let me yeah, see. Oh, they got the whole roster. I see a lot of familiar names, including my father on here. Oh, your dad, oh, this well, is your dad yep. was on the mm-hmm. team. Oh, yeah, this sure. is 1987. Right. He was here then, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Mike Gorey, everyone, yeah. Let's see if I can... I can't seem to find the exact score here. Tom. What's that? I can't seem to find the exact score. Uh, well, there's a, the records are here. I just might be able to read them. Here, here oh, here. Here we are, right now. Here we go. Okay. 19, it was this, this right is, up here. Or... Er, okay. er, Yep, yeah, twenty three nothing. Twenty three nothing. Twenty three nothing. Colgate. Yeah, and the one, the one that we lost down in Middle Lands. Seventeen nine. Seventeen nine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, and uh, now let's tr- uh, transition back. Obviously, you, you were talking about being being the AD and the coach at the same <laughs> yeah. time in yeah. your first six years. And what was it like having two very very like high responsibility roles at the same time? And, well. Uh, uh, it, it was a, uh, it, 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 let me just take, give you a little quick synopsis of, of what, what happened. Um, uh, when they were hiring a coach in 1976, <clears throat> they got it down to three people. Uh, the guy was, one guy was a, 
former assistant here, and he was head coach at Ithaca College, and he'd won the national championship a couple times at Ithaca College, mm -hmm. and it was me at, at Lehigh who, who had, I think, won the last three or four years straight against Colgate, and the other was an assistant, former assistant, who was head coach at Harvard. Okay. And uh, uh, they got down to where I had heard, I had, uh, I had little inside information, mm -hmm. knowing, being a Colgate guy, that they were offered trying to get the guy from Harvard because okay. we'd be a real yep. feather in their cap to yeah, take exactly. Harvard. Yeah, get a Harvard guy, yeah. And, and he was a good coach, but it, but it wasn't that he was a better coach. It was that he was be a Harvard. Yep, and, exactly. And uh, so anyway, uh, uh, they offered him both jobs. To, okay. In order, they sweetened the job and said, yeah. give you more money and make Throw the, the AD, AD with so it. Forth. So... Uh, Otherwise, I would. I didn't give a crap for the AD's job. But, <laughs> but, but when they, when they, and then they got down and they talked to me, and they were, the president was saying, uh, uh, you know, what we'd like to be the head coach and one thing. And I said, uh, well, who's going to be the AD? And he said, and I said, I understand you've already offered both jobs to the guy at Harvard and so forth. Oh well, and he, I said, well. I said, you I, caught him in I their tracks. I to think that I'm a better coach than the mm -hmm. guy at Harvard. And I said, uh, so if you're not offering me, I said, I'm going to withdraw. Good. <laughs> he quickly you stood your ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I took both jobs, really, and that's why I took them. Mm -hmm. so, uh, um, so handling both jobs, I actually, the ADA that was here, and my inside source of information uh -huh. was the athletic director at Colgate who had been relieved of his job. Mm -hmm. And so when they hired me and I said, and they finally said, we'd like you to be both AD and football coach. And uh, I said, all right, but I said, I want to <coughs> retain your current AD and make him my associate AD. Because he was a, a guy that I knew, a Colgate mm -hmm. football player. Maybe about uh, eight or eight years, my my junior. Mm -hmm. I, I knew him. He was a player when I was a graduate assistant. Yeah, uh -huh. okay, so yep. my, I knew him. And he was a, a good, solid guy and uh, honest and so forth. And so I had no problems with him. So I, I, and I, so I retained him and kept him at Colgate as the associate AD and so forth. So I really. I I almost let him run the thing just like yeah. he did before, exactly. and I'd have him sitting with me on the bus, on going to football mm -hmm. games to keep me up to speed and decisions on the rest that had of the to department. be made, and, mm -hmm. and so we would talk business to and from the game nice. and so forth, and that was basically it. And I, I it was, it was no big deal. It was your only free time with being yeah, a head football yeah, coach, yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, that, so, so we handled it that way. And he stayed with me for five years, and he got the job at Ithaca College, where he stayed until he retired. And uh, and uh, by that time, I had a pretty much handle on things. And then that time, I I got my own guys in here and. Mm -hmm. uh, and had another one of my men in the mm -hmm. job and so forth. So it was, uh, I didn't make a big deal. I, I went to the uh, conferences and so forth and yep. did that sort mm -hmm. of thing and split it. And uh, by that time I had been head coach long enough between Lehigh and here that I pretty much knew was running things pretty mm -hmm. well and exactly. had a pretty good organization. Yeah. Uh, uh, so let's... Uh, 
transition to uh, your family and obviously uh, uh, your son, uh, Fred Jr., Tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't know this. I know, I know he played here, but, but I didn't know. I didn't know that he went to Bucknell at first and, and obviously hit yeah. him uh, uh, transferring from here or from Bucknell to Colgate. And, and what was it like having, having your son play for you and then – and then seeing him being so successful in well, in the professional he, world, Tiger was a uh, he, he was he was a good kid and a good high school player. But we we kind of uh, my wife and I both uh, um, had been admonished by other people that we knew that had children that it's that it's uh, it's tough on a kid if he plays for his father, and it's and it and it and it's not as not not tough on the father necessarily, but the kid is in the locker room with other kids, and then exactly. he's got a father as the head coach, mm-hmm. and so there's always suspicion about exactly. him, and so mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, 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 and that he may not have a, a good relationship with the players. That uh, or the kind of relationship he should have. Exactly. Some suspicion always. Mm-hmm. That he's maybe talking to the parents and so forth. So, we kind of always just had it ingrained in him as a freshman and a sophomore, junior high school. You know that he was going to go elsewhere and play. Make his own path. Else. Yeah, yeah. Make his own way. So he did. He went to Bucknell and. Uh, as a matter of fact, he started at Bucknell as a freshman, playing defensive end, mm-hmm. and he played the whole game against us. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I didn't realize he hadn't started at that point, but but I guess the coach decided to start him because he was playing against us. Did you guys beat him that year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 19, uh, 1980. No, 19... no. No, no, it'll be 1979. 1979, let's see, Buck, Buck now, 20 to 2. Huh? T- 20 to 2, Colgate won. Okay. Yeah. It was played up here. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's funny, the, the uh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, his, this, that would have been 77. So, oh, that okay, 77 was the same year as the opening Rutgers game. Beat Bucknell forty nine seventeen. So that must have been that must have been a good uh, conversation on the field with him after the game, right? Well, the funny part of it was funny part of it was I didn't even know that he was in the game. Really? Yeah, I was, you know, and, and but but uh, uh, my, my uh, one of the kids come off and he said he said Coach Tiger's in there, <laughs> <laughs> and they they all knew him. And uh, he, uh, what happened was, uh, what happened was, uh, he, he got home here, and that summer, and uh, he just, you kind of hanging around, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he said, you know, Dad, I know you said this and that and so forth and so on, but um, uh, he said, I, I just, I just, I know all the guys on your team, and I like them, and I get along with them, and so forth, because he knew them from being exactly. in high school mm-hmm. there, yep. and so forth. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, long short, he wanted to transfer, and exactly. I said, okay, yeah. and you know, that's the way it goes, and so forth. But uh, no, but he he uh, he, uh, he he did that, and and that's the route he took, which was a tough route, very. So that the 1978 season, he had to uh, he had to be a redshirt here mm-hmm. and had to lay out and uh, 
and then he played, and wife had him at offensive tackle in, uh, in 1979. But uh, it was, uh, he, he did a good job and, uh, and uh, worked hard and he kept his nose clean and he, and uh, he he had he he was his own guy. Mm -hmm. I, it, it was it was not the problem, nearly the problem that I thought. As a matter of fact, he went to Alaska one summer, and uh, and a two upperclassmen went along with him, and he was the leader of the group mm -hmm. that, that got him jobs up there, and 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 he was the organizer. Nice. So, so he you know he he was uh, his own guy, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and obviously he's got a lot of stuff on the ball. And yeah. uh, you know, so that he, uh, I, I, we really didn't have to worry about him at all. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, did a nice job. Yeah. And then uh, you brought up your wife earlier, and uh, and my dad always tells me of of how of how involved she was in the program. <clears throat> Ra rain, sun, snow. She was always at practice. So, how important was that mm -hmm. for for your wife to be involved? <clears throat> Obviously, being a college coach is a very time. Time demanding job away from your family, yeah. uh, majority of the time. And what was it like to be with her and and well, share that experience with her? She 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 uh, Tucker. She was an unusual person, and uh, she uh, she uh, uh, it's hard to describe uh, without getting emotional. Of course, but she she was um, she's very capable. She's smart. And uh, and uh, she uh, really um, had so much more on the ball than I do. Uh -huh. That uh, I mean, if she was wearing the pants in the family, why we would? I don't know where we'd have gone. But anyway, she was really very capable, but never, never uh, did she show it, or you know, she. Uh, she never second guessed me. Never, she was she was always you know the best assistant you could have. Mm -hmm. and, you know, she was she was tremendous. Mm -hmm. And uh, but anyway, uh, she she just kind of fit in. She just she just uh, she, she didn't uh, she wasn't a know it all. She wasn't mm -hmm. she she just she she. Uh, uh, was not didn't come. She came from an athletic family, mm -hmm. but it was a baseball family. Yep. And uh, but she learned football and uh, loved to go to practice, mm -hmm. loved to watch the kids, and uh, she was great with the other coaches' wives. I mean, she was she was their leader. Yeah. I've had the nicest letters from, from the gals mm -hmm. about her. She she was she was she was. Uh, she was super, and uh, anyway, but she, uh, she uh, just kind of dovetailed in mm. and kind of, she went to practice out of love for, for practice. Exactly. She uh -huh. didn't go to practice because of any uh, big deal or showing anything. She just went down and she liked to walk around. She loved, to the she loved, in the middle of the week, she loved like Wednesday's goal line practice. Uh, okay. She loved to watch the defense <laughs> have the goal line. She, uh -huh. the, she was always there. And, uh, <clears throat> but um, no, she, she was a, a terrific, uh, uh, terrifically interested and, uh -huh. uh, and, uh, and, and uh, involved in a very um, low-key way and uh, always there to help and uh, 
you know, she would know the kids' names and mm -hmm. help them out. And she would. Uh, she was an English major, and she was very proofread papers. My dad told me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She, uh -huh. was, yeah. she, she was sharp. And, uh -huh. Yeah, and uh, she had she had, she had great vocabulary. Mm -hmm. I mean, she she used to write my my speeches. And <laughs> really? The, all the reports that I had to do. You ask about being AD, the, uh -huh. the, the paperwork that I had to do, she did the all that. <laughs> she was, and, and she just, she just did it, you know, as, as a, uh, just did it with, and without any fanfare or anything, mm -hmm. she just did it and, yeah. uh, because she knew I needed the exactly. help, help and so mm -hmm. forth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she was, she was a great person. Yeah. And, uh, I just, uh, I just can't tell you how, uh, of course. how invaluable she, she was, and and uh, yet she was uh, just a terrific mother. I've got a carousel right over there mm -hmm. that has almost all of the that they put together after the funeral, mm -hmm. and uh, it shows her and all her various things that uh -huh. she did. She. One of them is she's up on the roof and the chimney. She's doing masonry. Really? The chimney. She's sitting up there. <laughs> oh my! That's crazy. She she uh, built this porch out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and she in Ithaca she built a fallout shelter to to uh, to the national media or national uh, defense specs. She really? Got, uh, yeah, and. And she built a, a fallout shelter with a baffle and, and a cement walls uh -huh. and solid and everything. I mean, she, she just, there wasn't anything that she couldn't do or she'd find out how to mm -hmm. do it. And, exactly. and then she loved to do it. And she mm -hmm. she did that because there was a threat of, um, <clears throat> of um, nuclear war in the, and this was like in the early 60s. Uh, uh, around 1960 to 64, I would say, through that period. That's when she built the fallout shelter because she said, that's the only thing I can do to save my kids. Exactly. And, uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, so she she was... <laughs> she was something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. But, but anyway... Uh, but but I'm just trying to tell you how, how varied she was. I mm -hmm. mean she, I mean she uh, she just she just got into everything uh -huh. and uh, and uh, you know like uh, when she <clears throat> would go build something, my uh, uh, the guys at the at the lumberyard would it <laughs> shake her head. <laughs> They couldn't believe it. I I go back to Cornell to play football or to play golf, mm -hmm. and uh, I run into a guy in the pro shop, uh, the pro, and he, he, he the old pro, which said to the young pro, he said, mm -hmm. "Remember, I told you about that lady that built a fall on children." <laughs> well, that's her husband. <laughs> but she she was notorious, you know for. For all the crazy things that mm -hmm. she did yep. and things, her involvement, she just was, uh, she, and yet she did all the other things that the ladies did. She was in the bridge club, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, go and play with them, do this, do that, and so forth. But uh, she, she yeah. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and talk, talking about like, like the great women of, 
of Colgate football. You at the at the same time you were the coach you hired her and Debbie Ride and obviously and and uh, I interviewed her over the summer and and what's what what has your relationship been it been like with Debbie? Obviously she was I think it was forty three years she was officially worked here. So yeah. what uh, she gave me she gave me a great story about she walked into the first uh, staff meeting and I think it was I think co- <laughs> Coach Biddle and and maybe you were smoking cigars yeah. and everything and 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 yeah so talk about talk about uh, uh, your relationship with Debbie oh well uh, Debbie Debbie was uh, uh, just, uh, you know a young kid looking for a job and I had gone through. Well, the first secretary, I moved up to be the AD secretary, that's mm-hmm. Cindy Chamberlain, and so Cindy was still with me. <clears throat> and then I had another girl come in, and uh, it didn't work out pretty well, and then we got Debbie, and uh, uh, Debbie was uh, really a nice young lady and uh, a little on the shy side, mm-hmm. but, uh, yep. but she very efficient and did everything, and, sure. uh, and I was like a father to her. I mean, uh-huh. she, I said, Coach, can I see you? I said, sure, come <laughs> take her in the office. And she she was one of the young coaches was trying to hit on her and so forth and said, I'll take care of that. <laughs> but she I was like her father confessor. <laughs> but she she's a she's a nice girl and uh, and uh just to to, to uh, uh she was like a daughter to mm-hmm. to us, to Marilyn and mm-hmm. me. And uh and uh, Cindy and Debbie, uh, and you don't, you shouldn't know, know Cindy. I feel badly because Cindy is not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And Cindy or uh, Debbie like this, and with Marilyn, and they were really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like daughters, and uh, mm-hmm. and she would take them to games uh-huh. and so forth, and uh, with her, and uh, they traveled, but. Uh, but De- Debbie is a, a beautiful little lady, and, uh, and of course has her own family now, and just uh, we're very happy for her. And, uh, but uh, but uh, they they had a great relationship mm-hmm. with Marilyn, and uh, uh, just so kind and loved people so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, but um, but. Uh, but that's how she thinks. I, I couldn't picture call it one of the pictures, but there's Debbie and Cindy and April are all in one of the pictures with her there at the mm-hmm. carousel. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, she loved her girls and they uh-huh. loved her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. She was. She was so. <clears throat> it's hard to. See. <clears throat> she was so. Uh, uh, I. I can't imagine anybody ever saying anything ill about mm-hmm. her. She because because she she was nice to everybody mm-hmm. and she was giving, but that didn't mean that she was soft. She was also tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I have a <clears throat> a letter that uh, former vice president here. <clears throat> wrote to me about her, and uh, and uh, he, he he was he did it eloquently. He was a he's a bright guy, and, uh-huh. uh, but uh, but he he talked about her, and uh, and he talked about her in all of the various things. I mm-hmm. mean, she was uh, a very uh, 
intellectual in, in, in English. She was mm -hmm. an editor. Yeah. She had a job. All, yeah. all this yeah. time she had her job, by yeah. the way, for the National Endowment for the mm -hmm. Humanities. Yep. She did, she, she edits books on scholarly writing in, in English. And uh, I mean, she, she, she is so diverse exactly. and, and capable and so forth. And uh, all, all of this time that she does all of these various things, and yet, she, and she'd work in the yard, and she just, uh, uh, all of this woodwork, she has finished all That's that. That's her? When we had this house built, she had none of the woodwork finished. She was doing it. all your wife. She, she really? did it all. She sanded it and stained mm -hmm. it, and the doors and everything, everything, That's amazing. everything in here is, is all her. Her stuff. I mean, she didn't build a house, but she she stained all the stuff. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. She, yeah she she just she just uh, uh, she was she was frugal. Uh -huh. She was yeah she was frugal. She she did it to cut down the cost of the house and mm -hmm. so forth. But, but, but she was ambitious and uh, and she just there wasn't anything that she couldn't. If I don't know how to do it, I'll find out. <laughs> exactly. Go do it. Uh -huh, yeah. 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 And then uh, to go back to coaching, we were talking about uh, Coach Sacosti earlier, and the the three very successful coaches that followed in your in your path after were Coach mm -hmm. or uh, Coach Biddle, Coach Hunt, and now uh, Coach Sacosti. So what what have you you seen from the three of them being being living here in Hamilton, having having access to the program to see what makes the three of them each great well, coaches? Coach Biddle, Coach Bill was a uh, was a, a good solid coach, and he was uh, he was a very honest guy. He didn't communicate well. He was quiet and uh, mm -hmm. uh, hard to hard to. Cracked. Kind yeah. of inscrutable, mm -hmm. and and so forth. But uh, he was a, a good coach, and uh, uh, I know when uh, uh, they were having difficulties here. Uh, uh, the guy's name was slips me now. Uh, coach Sweeney. Who? Sweeney. Sweeney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Sweeney. <clears throat> uh, the president called me in. I was I was retired. But uh, he called me in and uh, um, and asked me. Mark Mark was the, was the AD at the time. Mark Murphy, and uh, he said, uh, asked me. He said, "Geez, we got to do something and so forth." And I said, "Well, your current coach has got a two-year contract, and I, the, the grapevine says that Colgate doesn't buy up contracts." Mm -hmm. And he said, "Hey, we we got to do something <laughs> and uh, so forth." So uh, he, uh, I said to him, uh, you know, I said, well, I said, you're nearing the end of the season. And, uh, and I said, uh, you got Title IX. And I said, the dictates of Title IX make you open it up for a period of time and so forth. And I said, so if you, if you do have a national search and have it, like, you're probably going to lose a recruiting class. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be tough exactly. for the guy that you hire. And I said, but if you hired an interim coach, you wouldn't lose that time. You could go right exactly. and go forth. And I said, so, and, he, and I said, so, uh, uh, and he said, is there anybody on the staff that could do a job? And I said, uh, yeah, I said, uh, Dick Biddle, I said, could do it. I said, uh, I said, I don't, I can't tell you how 
Dick will be a totally as a coach because I said I don't think that he will have uh, um, uh, a, a close relationship with alumni. I said because he's not a personable guy. He's not yeah. a he's not a uh, um, uh, a guy who uh, can make small talk very well, you mm -hmm. know, and so forth. But he he said he's honest, and I said he would he'll go right down the middle, and he'll the kids will love him. And I said uh, and he. He'll work hard. He's a good recruiter. He works mm -hmm. like the devil recruiting and so forth. So, so I recommended that he give Dick the interim job and see how he was. So, so Dick, uh, so he did, and uh, and then I get a phone call and says, Coach, can I come over and see you? And I said, y Yeah. So I knew that he's gotten a job, and he's, he said they just offered me the job, and he said, I know I can I can handle the defense, and he said. Can you give me a hand with the offense? And I thought, well, he's going to ask for some advice. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure, I'd be happy to advise. And he said, no, no, I want you to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went back and coached with him. And uh, that's the only time I thought my wife was going to divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, so, uh, so anyway, I went back with Dick and helped him out, and we got it going. We got it, got it going pretty good. We, in fact, uh, we we played for the championship in the last game of the first season, Na and then we played for it and won it the second season. Okay, yeah. So that was I know you you were the offense coordinator and you you were also the Q QB's coach as well. What's that? You were the quarterbacks coach as well. Yes, and that was when Ryan Venna pl played, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, that was his last last year. Am I right? No, no Ryan Venna, we had was his freshman, freshman okay. as a sophomore. Yeah. We won it as a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what happened was um, uh, uh, Dan Hunt was a, a part time assistant yeah. okay. uh, under Sweeney, mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, when when uh, when Dick got the job, why well, he was a part-time for us, I, and he worked with me. I had him he coach the tight ends, mm -hmm. and he was a part-timer. And uh, then he got a full-time job when I when I left. And uh, coach hunted. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, we uh, but but uh, but but uh, but Coach Hunt was the one that was. Uh, Doing all of the film work, okay. uh, uh, looking for uh, uh, people, and uh, and he would give me the quarterbacks, or he he would screen them, and then he'd say, "I've got these kids out there." Mm -hmm. So I'd look at these quarterbacks, and I said, "I finally got it down." I said, "Here is five kids," and I said, "I would we 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 will win if we get any one of those five. Mm -hmm. and so we had three of the five visit us. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ryan Venna was one of the kids. And actually, I liked Ryan the best. Yeah. I never said anything to anybody, but I liked him best of the whole five. Mm -hmm. And we got him. Yeah. He, he was from, uh, from Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, outside of Denver, I've forgotten the name of the town. Littleton, the I think, huh? right? Uh, Littleton, is that right? It might be a little. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, 
and he uh, he and he was he was a very mature kid. Mm -hmm. He really. Uh, have you ever met Ryan? I have not. No. Well, your dad must know. I think he. I think he has. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard great things because just to come into like kind of a struggling program at that time as mm -hmm. a freshman to take over the offense that well, takes well, it takes I, a lot I, of maturity. I tell, I tell, I tell sure. you what we what we had we 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 did and uh, we went the first four games or five games of the season and played good football but mm -hmm. lost and uh, and. Uh, uh, I, I said to Dick, I said, I think we got to go to the freshman quarterback. Really? And uh, we made the move. Mm -hmm. And I was coaching quarterbacks mm -hmm. at the time. And we made the move and made put Venna in there, and we won. <laughs> boom, 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 yep. boom. And we lost, we lost the last game in overtime of the season. It was Bucknell. We were finishing with Bucknell, mm -hmm. and they were the dominant team in mm -hmm. the league that time. And we lost to them in overtime. Uh, we played an overtime period, and uh, and it's funny I can remember. I remember uh, uh, I had I had used a two point play, going for it on fourth mm -hmm. and down in a, a, a little maybe in the fourth quarter or something and so forth. And then we got into the overtime. <laughs> we were down and and I'd already used my two point play, and so I had to come up with another two point exactly, play. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> but. Uh, but at any rate, uh, uh, we had we had a lot of fun and had and had had some success. And of course, then then the next year we we playing much better and mm -hmm. uh, we won the league yeah, the next year. Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you ask that because a little girl down the street who works at Colgate and is always trying to help me out, or she and her husband are always saying, "Can there's something we can do for you?" Because they're worried about me up here alone. Um, and she sent this picture. And the picture is uh, uh, out here at, at uh, our, where we won the game, and uh, and, uh, and uh, I've, the kids are all out, mm -hmm. and uh, and, uh, and and I'm in the middle of the kids holding the trophy. Yeah. And uh, she said, "Kid, uh, do you remember this?" And I said, "Yeah, I remember that. That was 1997. We just won the league." Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I I. Uh, Coach Sikosti was talking about, especially when when Coach Biddle's uh, walkway was dedicated mm. the, this year, of how uh, Anthony Caravetta came back for that, mm. and he came up to to the coach's office. I think he graduated in 96, and and I know, so Coach Co or Anthony and his son came up to the coach's office, and in the, and in the coach's office, there's that chest of all the rings, mm. and and uh, his son asked Anthony, "Hey, which ones are yours, Dad?" And he's like, "Unfortunately, these I don't I don't have any." But then Coach Chikasi stepped in and was like, "Yeah, but he he built the the '97 ring because because he was a part of the class before that pushed it right over the hump, right?" Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Well, Anthony, that's right. Anthony was a tailback, and uh, Anthony was a, was a good tailback too, and he carried us. Yeah, he was. Uh, we ran out of the eye, yep. and he he played really well, and uh, uh, and uh, Dick liked Anthony Caravetta because one of the one of the times that that uh, when Dick was under Sweeney, he was coaching the backs. Sweeney put him all over the place, and uh, he coached the backs. I can't imagine Dick coaching the backs, <laughs> but he liked Anthony. He knew he was a tough kid. 
Yeah, Anthony Caravetta is a nice kid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anthony's been very supportive, and uh, yeah. I, I think he's. I think he may be one of the. He might be um, president of the Maroon Council. Yes, him and Mark Paskey. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mark Paskey. That's mm -hmm. right, yeah. Mark Paskey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Mark's cousin, his cousin's son, is a teammate of mine, oh, and, yeah. and he's a, a sophomore to tight end. The Paskey family goes way back. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah yes. He's got uh, uncles and so forth. Uh, the John Paskey from the Binghamton area, mm -hmm. yep. Bobby Paskey from the Buffalo area. Mm -hmm. But uh, in fact, I was uh, when I was on the Buffalo staff, we tried to recruit Bobby Paskey, oh, really? a quarterback for you, from St. Joe's okay. in uh, Buffalo, and uh, he came down here and was quarterback yeah. at Colgate. But uh, I think I think that Matt, my teammate, I think that's his grandfather. Yeah, right. I yeah. think yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're they're a big, big oh, yeah. Colgate uh -huh. family. Yeah, yeah, Matt's. Matt is from yeah. Binghamton. But let me get back to the coaches yeah, and, and try to run some. Dick was a solid, tough, honest coach, and uh, and uh, did, did a, as, as shown, he did a hell of a job. And uh, I didn't know that he would be that successful. Mm -hmm. It's just that I knew that he would run a good program, exactly, and that he when we and we needed some stability at the time, and so that's why my recommendation was that he would. He would get us through that period. Exactly. I didn't have any. I, I didn't predict it. Have any long term yeah, production? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Productions. And uh, but then um, Dan Hunt was uh, a uh, just. Uh, I just knew him as a young, uh, uh, a young kind of graduate assistant, mm -hmm. and uh, was was a good guy and would was a good gopher and do things and uh, <clears throat> and uh, matter of fact, I my wife. Uh, um, between, I think, uh, the 96 and 97 uh, seasons, I think that's when he got married. Okay. Because uh, uh, I remember that he invited us to his wedding. It was up in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, my Marilyn, Marilyn is, is uh, uh, we we got to get a young guy and you know support him and so forth. So, so uh, Mike Foley and Mike's wife uh, Kathy Foley. You know mm -hmm. Mike Foley. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike w took over when you retired, right? That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, so Mike, Mike, uh, Mike, and Kathy and Carolyn and I went up to to the Su Suzanne and. And Dan's uh, uh, wedding and mm -hmm. so forth. So, uh, I I just knew him as a young guy, and he seemed to be hard working. And uh, like I say, uh, the fact that he found Ryan Venna mm -hmm. and gave a wig, you know, had <laughs> it was pretty good, yeah. pretty good recommendation. And uh, um, uh, but uh, but he he seemed like a good guy and solid guy and uh, and and he, and he had good success. I, I I feel badly. I don't know whatever happened, but uh, to to that he whatever the difficulties yep. mm -hmm. were. Exactly. But I feel badly because he was he was doing a good job. He, he was a coach. And so Indeed, forth. he was. And uh, 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 Stan uh, Dukowski. Uh, I I'm I like Stan very much. I liked him when he was an assistant. He was. It's a funny thing that uh, uh, the assistant coaches. Um, I I don't uh, 
I don't try to didn't try to hang around mm -hmm. the football program much because I I recognize the fact that uh, having been a head coach uh, that uh, I might be some suspicion about why is he out here watching so so I didn't spend a lot of time down but coincidentally I hit a lot of golf balls down the field <laughs> so I would see them or I uh -huh. would be passing them yeah. and so forth and and Stan DeCosti was the only assistant over the years who kind of reached out to me and he didn't ever seem threatened he, mm -hmm. he and of course i know his father's a coach yep. and so forth and I, he's a cold region guy and exactly. i'm a cold like region you. guy yep. and uh, and so forth so stan has always been friendly oh hey coach how yep. are you? you know and he'd always come over and we'd talk a little bit so i i, I like stan and i'm happy for him and i and i, and I hope that he yeah. has a lot of success right. but uh, 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 I think he's a, he's a good person, and uh, he's he's been around football all his life. He knows uh, from a, from being the son of a coach that it's a lot takes a lot of time, and exactly. uh, and uh, it's been in your 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 uh, you, you you give to a lot of people. You don't, you just you know you, you know you got to be unselfish, and you got to be uh, get along with a lot of folks, and so so I think that. Uh, I'm happy for him, and I hope he does a nice job with it. Yeah, and then uh, uh, two, la or, uh, two or three last uh, questions here. And uh, you coached uh, during your time as the head coach. You coached, I think, five All-Americans. Tom Stengline, Dave Wolf, Rich Ehrenberg, Kenny Gamble, and Greg Minuski. What was so special about those players and, like, what made them so successful on the field? Oh, hey. hey. They, they, uh, of course, they all had, had, you know, had uh, athletic ability that suited the position that they were in. That was uh, that they had. You know, it was 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 top drawer, mm -hmm. and uh, they all had pretty good quickness, and uh, and they all uh, were committed. To give of themselves, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think that that's probably the thing that is uh, uh, most important. Is that uh, some people are able to deliver their ability at the right time exactly. in the right place, Clutch. Exactly. and are able to do it when it's needed. Mm -hmm. And I think that each of those guys had that mm -hmm. that skill. To when it came to a time that was extremely important, that their that their uh, their best talents came forth exactly. and were able to mm -hmm. do them, and yeah. were able to do it and repeat it and yeah. do it over mm -hmm. and over again, yeah. and that's that's the huge things I think that they mm -hmm. had all had in common. Mm -hmm. um, could uh, 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 Richie Ehrenberg go down and start for the Steelers at a time when? Franco Harris and people mm -hmm. like yep. that are playing. Mm -hmm. I, had on, I would never guess that he could, that. Exactly. but he did, and he played. And, mm -hmm. and I was—I mean, he—he he played some great games. Yep. I mean, I watched mm -hmm. him play. I, God, I was—I—he—he I, he, he amazed me. You know mm -hmm. that he—he mm -hmm. he rose to that occasion because I didn't think that. I loved him for us, but I never thought he'd yeah. make it there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, with Greg Minuski, and obviously Kenny and Greg were on the same team. And I think was that was their senior year in '88. Was that 
your last season, or was it their uh, junior year? Greg, let's see. Greg, uh, I think, 87 was his, I think he they, was... They graduated in 88, I yeah, know, yeah, so it would yeah. be the fall of 87. Okay. Was that your and, last season? And Kenny, yeah. Okay, That yeah. was the last season. And, and, like, what was so special about that team? It was a very strong, like, senior class <clears> one my dad. Dad has told me, and obviously having basically like a once in a lifetime running back, and Kenny yeah. being being so gifted, but also being being I had him on for for the first uh, edition of this, and 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 like he's an extremely humble person, mm-hmm. and and what was so special about the two of them and having them. Who was that you had on? Uh, Kenny Gamble. Kenny, oh, yeah. he's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well. Um, I, I I love all of the kids and and all of my teams, but um, Kenny was a uh, Kenny was a uh, a uh, 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 what you see today, and uh, if you come back to one of the golf tournaments, mm-hmm, yep, you, you see a kid who is uh, loves his teammates mm-hmm. and is as engaged. And he's colorblind, and he's he's just he's a marvelous human being, and uh, and that's the way he was on the football team, and uh, he was on the football team as a freshman in 1984, uh, and I had uh, the only time that I really had any uh, problem uh, with uh, with uh, race. Uh, and it, and it just seemed to be at, at that time something that hit on the campus yeah. and uh, was happening in some other areas and r- racial issues. Mm-hmm. He told me about that. I remember him ta- uh, it, talking about that. He okay. talked about and how he, it was here he was as a freshman, and some and about several black players were mm-hmm. going to walk yeah. and put pressure he told, on him. He told him. me about that. And Kenny didn't pay any attention to him. Mm-hmm. He just kept his nose. And here he's just a freshman mm-hmm. and went, went right through the thing. And, uh, and, uh, but, uh, so, uh, it was, it was, it was difficult for me because, uh, um, I, the things that I was charged with, one of the things was that, that there weren't enough black players pictures in the press guide mm-hmm. okay in the press guide the press guide at that that particular year had more black pictures of black athletes yeah. than mm-hmm. white ones and uh, you know it was it was nothing they had us uh, um, uh, being prejudiced in all these various areas mm-hmm. and yep. it was it was crazy yeah. I mean uh, uh, I, I, I'd have a um, a player say something and get up and say something, but he said, "But I'm praying for you, coach, because I love you." And uh, so forth. I don't pray for me; pray for yourself. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, Kenny, Kenny went through that, and 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 I just what a uh, what a uh, a, uh, a young kid who was that strong mm-hmm. to just. He, you know, he didn't take any position. He just kept his nose clean and was one of the players, just like everybody exactly. else. So we we weathered it and went through it and come out the other side. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but uh, but Kenny was beautiful. He's a, he's a, tr- a terrific kid, and uh, and he do, does have he does have good athletic ability. Not blinding mm-hmm. speed, but good speed 
And he was a strong athlete. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was he was uh, and he uh, was uh, a determined kid, and uh, you know, and, and, uh, and he's just been a beautiful human being since then. I mean, mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's just uh, he and Kyle. He was co-captain with Kyle. Kyle Warwick. Warwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and the two of them, uh, the two of them went to uh, were working in the Boston area uh, several years ago, and uh, they. Uh, I would say that it was somewhere early in their careers, like in the, <clears throat> they were out of college, and uh, maybe it was in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and uh, they called me up, and they said, Coach, we just went to a, a Colgate hockey uh, a, a, a out, uh, outing, and mm-hmm. uh, in, in our Terry Slater, the hockey coach, and they so said, Kenny and I were talking about we had to do that in football. Yeah. And so they put the they put together yep, the, uh, uh-huh. the the football outing yep, uh-huh, uh, yep. that we have every year. And, uh, yeah. and that's they that's you know that's the kind of kid he was. I mean he, he uh, and the, and that's at a, at an early age out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, he was maybe just starting to work for Adidas or one yep. of the yeah, sporting goods companies. Yeah. I know. I know he worked yeah. in that, but yeah, he's been. From from what I've seen through my dad, he's been he's been that guy ever since he graduated to mm-hmm. to bring guys back into mm-hmm. the program alums yeah. that might feel like to, yeah. uh, disconnected and yeah. everything. But yeah. yeah, and yeah. and then and then also going off of that question, you've you have you've had obviously those players that have done well at after Colgate on the football field, but obviously so many players oh. that that have that have done well in. In the professional world, some yeah. that jump off the page, Bob Ralph, yeah. Dan Hurwitz, Ed Jayton, all those guys. Yeah. And yeah. what's it like to be that you were their coach in football, but to see them take that that football success and tr- translate that into yeah. the business yeah. world? Well, it is. It, it's very gratifying. Exactly. It, it really is. I, uh, I'm, I'm so so pleased with with all of them and, and how they do like like. A, like Dan Hurwitz, I mean, to see him come back to the university, become a trustee, then mm-hmm. become chairman of the board, mm-hmm. and go to uh, go to things functions that, and and he, in you know, uh, uh, the nice thing about those kids, uh, Dan and all of them, uh, is that they uh, they're proud of their athletic connection, and and uh, when they have something going like Dan is where he's high up in the university. He has Marilyn and me come to the party, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and uh, he and he makes a point all the time of our being there and 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 the part that we played in in his success and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really great the way the kids have are are so loyal and uh, and so forth, and and, it's, and they have their success that that they're they're not. Uh, how should I say they're. They're broad about it. They're uh, they're, uh, they're 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 still the same kids. They're mm-hmm. still yep. they haven't changed. Exactly. They're, they're, they're our guys, and uh, uh, I, I'm I'm very proud of, of what whatever our kids have done. You know, I think that one of the guys who doesn't get have you been have you gone to one of the uh, golf outings yet? I have not yet. You've not. Okay. Well, you're younger. You're still in school. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're still in school. I'm sure your dad has. Yeah, your dad's yep. been been to them, and uh, um, uh, well, uh, one of the guys that is very quiet behind the scenes 
as a kid who played with your dad, as a kid by the name of Ed Jayton. Yeah, Ed, uh, yes, my dad's, my dad's very close with Ed, and Ed, and, and I've talked to Ed. Ed's helped me a lot in terms, in terms of trying to get an internship job and everything. Okay. He's super helpful and very, very, very successful as well. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, uh, I, I, I hope I'm not talking out of school, but I think that Eddie Jaden is the one that's behind getting the golf shoes and things like that for for the ever for everybody. You know. Uh, oh, really. You know. Uh, oh, they're out in the garage. I don't get them, but they're beautiful uh, foot joys. Everybody yeah. got. That's nice. And I've got my my college number on it. It's thirty five yeah. uh -huh. on the yeah. shoe and Go Gate on That's the other sweet. shoe and so forth. Awesome. But uh, uh, I think that Eddie Jayton is the quiet guy behind it. Uh, Kenny Kenny hands him out. Yep. But uh, Eddie is the one I think that is bottom that is the guy who yeah. supplies him and has yeah. got the connection mm -hmm. that gets the things exactly. And because he's kind of a quiet behind the he scenes. Is, guy. He is. He's a very he's a very professional person. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always business like, always, always focused yeah. on yeah. being more successful and everything. Yeah. And yeah. and him and him and one of Mike Gorey own, own I think the numbers at sixty eight. They own sixty eight Dunkin' Donuts in the, in the Pittsburgh area, and they yeah. started from from the ground floor. Is that right? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for coming on. Oh. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Well, it's good to good to talk with you. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that great interview with Coach Fred Dunlap. Thank you to Coach and for Tiger for setting that up and to do the interview. And now I will give you a little update on Colgate football. We just got back to school last week, first week of classes this week, and uh, we were doing some tests today on flexibility, mobility, and they took our height, our weight, and our body fat and to get a baseline for the offseason. And now the offseason, we start... Uh, workouts with with the strength staff on Monday, uh, uh, six to nine each day, and we will be running and lifting uh, four four times a week until spring break. We will have spring break and then spring ball to get back with the coaches. A lot of the coaches have been out recruiting for the past couple weeks and haven't been able to see them a lot, but we're ready to get back with them for spring ball and before that to kind of prepare, get a game plan going. Uh, some new pieces added and everything, and and it just formed the best game plan to to come out and bring a Patriot League title back to Hamilton and get revenge on Holy Cross as we all want. And we have a great group of guys, great great senior class, trying to continue that path and tradition that the fifth years and and the true seniors brought last year. And yes, so now uh, Tucker Dunn signing off. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Thank you and go Gate.